0: Hi, this is Tommy Habib from To The Rescue, and you're listening to Spoiler Country.
1: Hey, hey, people, look, it's time to the Spoilerverse via our secret portal
0: of the exclusive Arctic Club in beautiful downtown Seattle with our hosts, John, Anne Kenrick, and Jeff. Welcome to Spoiler Country.
1: Hey, if you're listening to our show for the first time and you're on one of the social medias that we're on, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any of those kinds of things, you should always check us out on Spoilerverse.com. United Federated Armies of the Spoilerverse. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I am Kenneth Regan. That right there is the often imitated, never duplicated Mister Horsley. <laughs> hey, and today on the show, well, it's Tommy H- H- Habib, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Tommy came on and talked with Jeff at his new show to the rescue. Which is a show about heartwarming stories of rescue dogs. Cool. Uh, airing now, you can. Uh, they've got, I think, seven or eight episodes out so far, and uh, it's a. It's a I, I watched the trailer for it. It's. It looks. I mean, if you like dogs, it's. Uh, it's gonna melt your heart.
1: Dude, I'm a sucker for animal shows. For uh, me too. I mean, the reality TV has expanded into all these different things. You know. And we saw the birth of it with like, well, the real world isn't actually the first reality TV show. It was another one, I I think on public, I think on PBS. Um, Right. And maybe even up in Canada, there was where they take these kids and isolate them into a cabin and then kind of record what was going on.
0: Right. And that was like
1: in the 70s. So reality TV has kind of always kind of been there on the fringe and it finally, but the real world on MTV really cemented it as a new form of entertainment, right? I think that's fair to right, say. Right,
2: Yeah, it's fair to say and then to further, and then to further that uh, Survivor in the early 2000s late 90s is what well, like
1: yeah, man, I hate that show. push it
2: into every every everything is becoming
1: reality. I shouldn't say I hate that show, but I I I have a hard time watching that show.
2: Survivor. I watched the first season and then I was done.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that guy got busted for like tax evasion, right? Richard Richard Hatch?
2: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Richard Hatch. Wasn't that his name? I, I that was. I don't know. Yeah, it was not the first winner of survivor. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Richard Hatch. Yeah. 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 See, I thought you watched. I didn't even watch them all. I did. <laughs> so I, for some reason, I, I, the name Richard Hatch. I was thinking. It was, I was thinking. I was like some actor from a movie. I'm like, wait, that's that's not right. But no, it is. It is right. It is right.
1: <laughs> and I think he got busted for like tax evasion or something. So. Uh, Apparently, I I guess I don't know. I don't know. Well, you can you can look it up and let me know.
2: <laughs> you can Google it and find out. I'm not I'm not going to yeah, Google it. But yeah,
1: Google it today. It's you Tommy did just Google his name. his talking
2: about to the rescue with Jeff.
1: Yeah, well, well, like I was trying to say before you so rudely interrupted me. No, you didn't. Not but, sorry, but I was trying to say though was it's cool that we've seen this this birth and this growing effort of reality TV become its own, uh, well its own entertainment factor factory you know yeah and i'm a sucker for the ones that deal with animals you know and you you go through like i watch i'll watch dr pole i'll watch uh i'll watch this one as well because i mean rescue dogs are awesome so yeah yeah it's it's i'm excited for this one actually i'm really excited to, to sit down and listen
2: yeah so let's uh, let's go and listen to tommy hey in his own words. words there you go
3: Hello, listeners of Spoiler Country. Today on the show, we had the fantastic guest, Mr. Tommy Habib. How's it, how's it going, Tommy? I'm good, Jeff.
0: Thanks so much for having me on.
3: It's definitely it's definitely my pleasure. When I heard about your show, uh, To the Rescue, I knew you're definitely guest I wanted to talk to. It's a fantastic show. I found it um, very moving. I the stories are definitely very heartfelt, and I'm, <coughs> I'm very glad to have the opportunity to speak with you. So for the for our listeners, can you give them basically a your pitch for what the show
0: is? Sure. Happy to. You know, the to the rescue, so many people think of it before they see it and go, oh, it's a nice kid's show about dogs, right? Saving dogs. When we're really not a kid's show and we have this debate with the TV stations until they watch the show. And then they kind of start to realize, set in, okay, really this isn't a, an educational television show for kids. It's a family show. We, we really drill down into the content and the humanity of people and these dogs that they rescue. So, so it really, the exciting thing about this show is it opens up family conversations about life. Really, is what, it, is what it is.
3: So you're you're the host of this show. How did the idea for it come about? And how did you get involved with it?
0: Yeah, so I've been in, in the kind of rescue world for a while, really from a superficial place, I want to tell you. I mean, I, I love to say I was out there rescuing dogs. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, on a daily basis. But as an actor in Los Angeles for so many years, I had the wonderful opportunity I, I'm an animal lover, and I had the wonderful opportunity to, <coughs> I'm so sorry. No worries. Overcame COVID, so oh, c- I'm trying to get my lungs strong again. Oh, my God.
1: Thank you, uh, everybody. But, Thank uh, you.
0: Bye. I had the wonderful opportunity to work with the SPCALA. They asked me if I would host their telethon with Betty White, and it was a really an eye-opening experience. And so i was part been part of the SPCALA for Twenty-five years, <clears throat> and have really learned about the rescue world. So, in doing, you know, I, I've had so many television shows that I've been working on over the years, and at this point in my career, it was just timing, and the timing was right. And a friend of mine played in the NFL, and his wife did rescue, and we were having dinner one night, and they're telling me these rescue stories, and I said, "It's time. It's really time that." we do a show about this. It's very important America is is just coming apart at the seams and we need to do something and I want to I want to tell these stories. So that's how it came about.
3: And one thing I love about the show <coughs> is that it really is a show about heart and also about hurt. Cuz what you do is you the show connects dogs who have been neglected, sometimes abused, whatever. And connects them with people who are also in need, sometimes suffering from PTSD, or other ailments, and you really yeah. do bring these two beings that both need this extra attention, this extra help, and you bring them together in a very beautiful way. So, how do these individuals and dogs first get come to your attention?
0: So, we have a whole process, and we feature, we find, you know, from all over the country, actually all over the world, we find these amazing stories of of rescue and people <laughs> and so you know literally i have to tell you people from all over the world has have come to us we we did a little casting process and the community is very small and people talk and so it it spread like wildfire all over and and people really saw what we're doing that we are a show we're not exploiting anything. It's about human beings and dogs and how they come together, you know, from these very difficult situations. And that's why I also said, we're not a kid's show, we're a family show, because it, it is important and it opens up conversation. But to answer your question, really, it, it, we put out some feelers. I did a little press and, and then just thousands of people have, have emailed us gone on to our Facebook and sent me stories. I, you know, on my Facebook, we, I get hundreds and hundreds of stories every week and on the, to the rescue Facebook and website, people just come on and and tell me their stories. And, and so we have, I've got some great story producers and they call through all of these different stories and we'd love to tell them all because there's so many heart-wrenching stories. And so we can only do so many on the show. And we do a lot, <clears throat> but what we are offering is on our social media, we're taking these stories that may not make the show and going, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, Yours. going in depth with them in, in social media and on our website. And we're right now creating this these this web presence that you'll be able to see so many other stories and that we're going to share with, with the country, with the world, really on our website and through our social media, because there's thousands of these heart-wrenching, wonderful love stories about these dogs that literally are on death's door, right? And then the hum- human beings that bring them together.
3: And you know what? And I think the title of your show to the rescue perfect, perfectly encapsulates <coughs> the purpose of the show. And cause when I thought of to, to the rescue, I think you're, you know, you're rescuing, you're rescuing the people, the, the humans, obviously, you're rescuing the dogs by giving them a good home. And there's part of me that also kind of felt like you're rescuing the audience because in such a rough time, because it's, you know, with COVID and all the stress and everything, just watch a show that is so heartfelt. I feel like it's a relief for the audience as well. So
0: yeah. Yeah, Jeff, you know, and, and that's the God, the most inspiring thing for me are the letters I get and people just saying, thank you, I needed this today. So, you know, we are across the country and we're growing in more and more markets, you know, we, we have a huge swath of the country covered, I think 80% of the country and every day we're picking up more stations. And, and I, I just, I'm so proud of this project and because I hear from so many people just saying, I, I, I needed to smile today. And that many of them go I you know, I cried <laughs> happy. Years, right. Yeah. And, and yes, we need, we need something uplifting in these trying times.
3: Is is there a particular letter that you kind of hold up as being the, the most memorable that, that you that you think about?
0: Wow, there's so many. You know, I should carve out a couple and I should share them and I and you gave me a great idea. Thank you, Jeff, and I'm going to I'm going to tag you with uh, <laughs> with giving me that idea, but we should share more of these these great stories that people that have seen the show and and have come to us and and thank us and you know because i you know when i started down this path i didn't realize exactly what you know i knew i wanted to tell these stories but i didn't realize how impactful it was going to be now not only on our viewers but on me you know it's changed me tremendously because you know on my other show like cheaters right yeah people People go, how can you do this show? And it's, you know, it's what it is. And, and they laugh and they everybody gets whatever it is they get out of it. But if you're living it, when people come to me and say, I'm in trouble, I need to know the truth. My life is in shambles. Mm-hmm. You know, I gave them my heart and soul and give them the truth about their loved one. Right. And that's what it's always been about for me. And so this show carries that same torch. But people look at it differently. You know, if you, most people just look at cheaters and is this crazy exploitative show on, on people cheating, but really it's about, it's about humanity as well as this show, this show though, people, people get it right away. And so I'm really, really proud of that and, and in what we're doing. And I, I just want to keep expanding on it. I just did an interview on Friday with a, a woman that was you know a convicted a convicted murder and she's now out of prison and spent many 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 years in prison and she was involved in one of the few dog programs in prison but it was amazing the hours i interviewed her i mean i you know we both cried through the thing and i i didn't know what i was going to get i didn't know what this person's life was going to be like and i didn't want to To You know, I I don't want to get political and say that, you know, what she did. Yes, she murdered someone. It was horrible, horrible. But I wanted to tell the story and I didn't know even going into the interview how I was going to handle it. Right. I just knew I wanted to I wanted to give this woman a chance to tell her story and then let the public get out of it what they got out of it. Right. And so, but what we came to find out and which I was, you know, obviously taking a life is as bad as it gets, but, and there's nothing she can say to the victim's family. There's nothing. But the only thing that I could positive get out of this is that she worked with dogs for the last five years of her sentence and training. And then when she did get paroled and she ended up living and adopting the last dog right that she trained and the woman the transformation of the woman going from being a tough woman to get through prison and to actually do what she did to watching the change in her working with these dogs and then getting out of prison and the only the redeeming part of it And I don't know if she should still be in prison or what, but the redeeming part out of it is that she no longer does things for herself. She's She threw dogs and training and giving to something, right? Giving love to something and training. She now learned that she's devoted her life. It was to, to animals, now it's to the homeless. And so every day she's on the streets trying to help, these people with mental health and to, to give them a better way. Right. So it was fascinating. And I, I'm not judging either way. I do have my own thoughts and I, you know, murder is as bad as it gets, but here's a woman that now has given her life to helping other people. And, and it happened because the, the unconditional love of a dog and her having to do this all of a sudden transformed this this unbelievably hard, horrible person into being a human being for good. Not that, I'm not saying, yes, she should have been out of prison doing this, but as a result of her, it wasn't my choice taking her out of prison, but as a result of this and what dogs had done to help her, she's now devoted her life to helping other humans.
3: I mean, I I really love stories like that. And I think it's great that not only it sounds like you're transforming – the lives of the people you're helping but it kind of sounds like almost that like you're being transformed by it as well that you're growing it even larger empathy and idea of what these greater range of people are going through yourself are you, are you finding that you're um getting a greater knowledge and understanding of humanity the more you're doing this show
0: oh my gosh there's no question it's changed my life tremendously and and the people i work with every day and the cases and you know, when I, in the letters I get, you know, how can it not change you? You know, not to change subject, but, you know, I've been working for two years with Marielle Hemingway on a new show we're doing on teen suicide. And these, these two worlds, these two shows are either gonna, it's the toughest things I've ever done. These two shows. yeah, And uh, I don't know, it's gonna, put me in an early grave (laughs) or, or it's, you know, but it's changing me forever. And, and I hope, I hope and pray that I'm bringing that to the audience, right? I I hope the people at home are getting, feeling that, right? And you've seen the show now. And and so the letters I've gotten from people, I don't know, but they said, listen, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown man, a grown woman. And I, I couldn't stop crying through this thing. And those being able to to touch people right in those important ways. And it's not crying bad tears. It's crying happy tears. You know, the goal was was to tell the Rocky story, to make it real simple for you, you know, to take these these dogs and these humans that nobody cares about. Right. They have no life. And then, you know, you watch them changing and you start rooting for them. And then then all of a sudden they're on top of the world and you're crying for them right it's a it's it's pretty cool and if you break it down to those simple simple terms watching watching that caterpillar turn into a butterfly mm. um, right in front of your eyes
3: and it does sound like and that you also keep tabs on these people that you're helping and the dogs to making sure everything is working out well is that correct
0: how can I not yeah I'm emotionally attached these these are our family and that's the hardest thing and i you know as i tell my staff i said one thing we will never do is forget these people and and i want they're part of our family now and it's important that i make sure that we're touching them in some way be you know we're doing hundreds so so it's it's a big lift and it's going to keep being a big lift but i think it is so important that we don't lose touch and that, that they understand that, you know, I, I need it for me. I need to know they're okay. Right. I need that hug. I need mm. that warm and fuzzy. Now, sorry to get sappy on no, you, no,
3: trust me, I, for the job that you do, it, it seems only natural that you would need to from time to time. I also, for our listeners, you're also the founder of a dog rescue group called the forever family rescue foundation. What can our listeners do to help you in that foundation and also help you with the show and the dogs you're taking care of? Is there anything we can do to help you?
0: Oh my gosh. You know, it's what's so important. And I started the foundation because on the show, we can only touch so many and feature so many and help so many dogs and people. The goal for the foundation truly is to take as many dogs as we can off death row that are in kill shelters and that that aren't going to have a chance. And my dear friend, Kathy Bissell in Michigan, from the Bissell uh, vacuum family, and they have a fabulous foundation. And she's worked so hard to wipe out kill shelters in Michigan, and she's done it. There are no more kill shelters. And so my goal with our foundation is to do the same thing, but are across the country. So we're asking people to to join our cause and to help with what they can donation-wise. Because what we are doing is we're going across the country and we are taking dogs from kill shelters and we're matching them with first responders, police officers, firefighters. And we are saying, if you will foster this dog that is going to be euthanized tomorrow, we'll pay for everything, no expense. We pay for all the food, all the health care whatever it takes. We give you the to the rescue starter kit, right? Get through it. And and it, it gives that dog a chance, but more important, these first responders that are in really crisis situations every day and that are going through, I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I've done ride-alongs and it is the scariest thing ever. So I couldn't do it. But when they have to come home at night, right? and they have all this burden from the day on their chest. I want them to feel that unconditional love of a dog running up to them and just give, loving them up, right? Mm. And it is the, it's the greatest feeling ever. So I tell these guys, give it a try, foster a dog, adopt them then if you can or not, or just foster, and we'll pay for everything. And then we give them a phone with a camera and we go, just document this 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 love fest time right of what what it's like and those were we are creating these other little wonderful first responder stories so that's what we're using the money for primarily so
3: what website can um, our list listeners find to don- actually donate to what's the name of the
0: website well they can go to the rescue com, which is really simple and there's a button on there to take you to the forever family rescue foundation now it's also the foreverfamilyrescuefoundation.org or it's foreverfamilyrescue.org it will take you straight to our foundation. Or you come to the show website and there's a button that takes you to the foundation. You can join the team. You know, we appreciate anything for, you know, $10 a month, right? Saves dogs and saves people. So if you think about, and that's what I was kept harping on, that we aren't just a dog show because... What we're trying to do with these first responders or or save these heroes, our heroes, and that have a difficult time, because if, you know, I've spoken to so many of them and, and it is it is a tough, tough job. And if we can give them something, right, Yeah. and give these dogs something, it's pretty special.
3: So where can our viewers find To The Rescue? Is, and is it on any streaming service as well for those who may not be in a particular um, market?
0: Well, it, it's not on a streaming service, but if you do, if it's not in your market, if you go to to the tv.com, Google it or Google me, you'll, you'll be able to find the show, the website and that weekend's show. Cause it's on Saturday and Sundays. You can also stream it off our website and then Monday it goes away. But if it's not in your market now, hang on because we're clearing markets every day, more and more. So there's not very many more that we're not in, (coughs) but so sorry. No worries, sir. We'll be in your market or call your local ABC, NBC, CBS affiliate and say, listen, we want this show if it's not there. (coughs) But also you can see the cities we're in on our website. So I would appreciate it. Any help you can do, even if it's a dollar, whatever, to to help our foundation with its mission, it's, it's so important, I believe, what we're doing for not only saving the dogs, getting them out of these kill shelters, but then also saving the people that are helping us save the dogs.
3: Well, that's fantastic. Like I said, To the Rescue is a phenomenal uh, show. Like the, the episodes I was able to watch they were, were great. And I do hope our listeners find To the Rescue on your website. And also, hopefully, they're in your markets as well. And I highly recommend it. Thank you so much, Mr. Habib. I, Tommy Habib, I
0: greatly appreciate it. Well, Jeff, thanks for having me. I appreciate you letting me tell our story and get a little emotional with you. <laughs> but I just have to tell you, your listeners: if you if you have a chance, record it, DVR it. It it will. I think it'll inspire you in these tough times.
3: That's. I, I really do think so as well.
1: And we're back. we are back. How was that?
2: That was great, man. He was, uh, he was, yeah, he was cool. Uh, him and Jeff had a good time. It was a, it was a
1: fun interview. Yeah. I, uh, now I got to go look it up because I want to watch it.
2: Yeah. You can go to to tv.com and that's their website with all the episode guides and where
1: to watch it and stuff. That's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Are flipped. you surprised that more and more shows aren't just being released? Like, if I was Discovery, I'd almost, I don't know about discovery, maybe discovery. I don't know if I was one of those big channels, I'd almost have my own just release everything on YouTube at the same time.
2: Right. Or at least, I mean, I feel like, uh, La- uh last week tonight, John Alvarez does it right. Like they release their main story on YouTube every week. And then all right. the little stories you can get on the actual show on HBO, but they release their, their main segments always released on YouTube. And they it's have like, more just,
1: I mean, views on YouTube and they do their main shit on HBO max. You know that? I'm um, sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. Well, there you guys go. Before we get into a tangent, because Johnny and I will 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 start going and we'll we'll never leave, and you guys will be like, "Dude, yeah. get this show over with already!" Right, right. But we have we have a tendency to talk too much. <laughs> sometimes,
0: sometimes.
1: <laughs> no, thanks to Tommy. Thanks to Jeff. You guys were were awesome. It was a it was a really fun interview to listen to can't wait to to, uh, check it out and um, to the rescue. To the rescue. To the rescue. Go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. If you like that, and I think you did because you made it this far, then you definitely did. Then I would implore you to go to spoilerverse.com and check out all the offerings we have. Uh, You can hear a lot of shows just like what you heard today and more with movie, with movies. Oh, about movies. Uh, Movie directors, though, and actors and comic book writers and comic book artists and, well, just writers in general and editors and all the fun stuff that's out there. We kind of run the gambit when it comes to geek culture. I think that's a good way of saying it. Yeah, it is. I think so.
2: There's so much stuff up there. And we have a store link where you can buy a T-shirt or a hoodie. Look fly as hell. Help support the site. Help support the show. Uh, Because everything you buy, we get a dollar or two out of that. And it goes right back into paying for uh, our hosting services and all of all the stuff it takes to run, to run a show like this and our website like we have and uh, that'd be awesome and you know if you really want to get involved and talk with us get you involved. can go to scpod.us slash discord and join our public discord server and come chat with us and have a great great grand old time
1: there you go all right johnny i think that's a show that's a show and there's only one thing left to do what's that in an ocean of podcasts We are Cthulhu. As Cthulhu compels you to do, open the mind and and read more.